Hi, and welcome to the 10 Minute Tiki Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Westcott. Episode 52 Pick a Path Stories with Google Slides starts now. and hi to my welcome to this episode of the 10 minute techie episode 52 pick path stories uh, I mentioned this in my digital storytelling ideas list last week so I thought I'd expand on pick a path stories a little bit this week with some tips and tricks and ways you can kind of create this into quite a juicy rich learning experience for your kiddos so, pick a path stories. You may remember flashback to a time before computers uh, when you had a storybook, you got it out from the library and you're reading and it said, turn to page 51 for your character to go into the forest or turn to page 56. I used to love those books and they're often quite um, visually incredible too. Like there was ones that had heaps of writing in it, but I always went for the really visual ones. So what I love about Pick a Path Stories on Google Slides is that it kind of mashes together all of that in a really modern format. And if we think about storytelling, it's, it's not the essence of storytelling that's changed. It's still about delighting, exciting. It's it's the way in which the stories are delivered to the to the reader or the viewer. And so I think something like pick a path stories creates a really engaging read, but also something pretty neat to create and leave um, as as students mark in their storytelling world. So let's get down to business. Now, I could totally explain how to do all of it verbally, but it just wouldn't do it justice. So there is a link in the show notes to a YouTube video I've made where you can see me explain how to make them technically in a visual way. And there's no point me explaining it (laughs) verbally for you because it's really hard to follow. But check out that link. Basically, what you want to do is create a link in the slideshow, which links to another slide in your slideshow (laughs) and basically you're giving your viewer two options and whichever one they click it links to the slideshow about the option that they chose in a nutshell it'll make more sense on the video so make sure you check that out but now I'm going to explain a little bit about how I would kind of sequence that uh, this lesson or this kind of unit if you like with my students So first things first, if my students have never done this before, what I love to do is throw them into some pre-made ones. So get them actually just reading and enjoying pick-a-path stories on Google sites that have already been made either by other kids or online or ones you can find. I've got a list uh, in the show notes for you if if you're stuck for some. And to just enjoy it and have a look at it and how it works and then we have a corridor like, what did you like about them? What did you find that made some of those pick a path stories successful? And what they'll come up with is things like the visuals were good, the story made sense. Well, hopefully they come up with this. Um, the buttons worked, da, 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 all of that kind of stuff. And so you're almost creating a bit of a like success criteria with them about 
the stories and what they what they did and then I park that for a minute and then we go and just have a play so I walk them through a really 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 basic one I get them to follow along with me as I teach them how to do it I go through some like ideas around formatting and like kids are really great at putting like white writing on yellow highlighted text so you know having some of those um corridors around <laughs> uh what looks good what people can read um we then go a little bit into images and, and what images we can use around copyright and and plagiarism and free to use images just want to take a little break there to just give you a break um and then when it comes to those images, like I was mentioning, it's really cool to use something like Photos for Class or Pixabay, which are free to use images, meaning that the um, person who created the image or took the image has been compensated for that. So that's a really useful conversation too. So I just let them have a little tutu and a play. I teach them my skills. Again, you could get them to have a play by themselves. They could watch the video and have a go. Um, but I truly do recommend that if, if you learn it or learn it alongside them, then you'll have a lot more kind of um, buy-in from the kids. And you'll also have some buy-in around, around trying to make sure that if the kids get stuck, you can help. But you'll also be able to see who your experts are so you can use those kids as supporters for your other kids who maybe are struggling. So that really helps just having that tutu, you get to know your kids and how they're going with it, but also you learn some skills that you can take along with you. So once my kids have had a tutu and we've had a play, um, I kind of just let things chill for a bit, maybe over the week, they uh, go in and have another play, there's some kind of time in the week somewhere, if they're fast finishes, they can keep going and keep playing. Then um, we get down to business. So then we start thinking about planning it because it gets really tricky really quickly. <laughs> uh, if you think about it in a uh, diagram, you've got like your first slide, which breaks off into two, and then those two break off into two and two, two. And so it just it ex exponentially gets bigger and bigger. And so that can get really, really confusing <laughs> after a while. So what I do now is I basically say to the kids, right, we've got to we got to plan it first before we go back on there. You've had a play, awesome, 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 how exciting. But now we need to plan it out so that it all works because then I talk about our purpose and our audience. You can decide what that might be. For me, it was really cool to be able to say to my kids, these are for the year three and fours. We're going to entertain our year three and fours. They're doing a project about, I think they were doing something around sustainability at the time. So we talked about maybe having a slant like that. But my kids decided to just write their own stories as they do. So uh, we talked about, the year three and fours being the audience. So what kind of characters might they like? What kind of uh, colors and things might they like? You could take that, I didn't, but you could take it a step further and get my, uh, your older kids to survey or, or interview your younger students and ask them what questions they like, what, uh, what colors they like, what topics they like, what characters they like, what they would like to see. And that really puts in that audience and purpose idea. And I guess the purpose is always to, well, when it, comes to writing kind of narrative styles is to entertain and delight. Sweet. So once we've kind of, we do a lot of our writing piece in writing. So we're writing for a purpose and it's so exciting to see, see my kids just absolutely fizz off writing um, for a couple of weeks because they're, they're writing their pick-apart stories. And basically we just 
brainstorm on big pieces of paper. I've got a couple of planning sheets as well that I use, which I'll chuck in the show notes. Um, and then we, yeah, we plan it out on big pieces of paper. And I say to them, you know, we can fill in the details later, but if you need your kind of general narrative story. So it's a really lovely way to teach your narrative in a beautiful context as well. So once we've planned it all out on big pieces of paper, that's when I get them collaborating on Google Slides to create it. Uh, normally I get them working in twos or threes, anything bigger than three and someone kind of does nothing. Um, and twos is quite good because you can have someone working on one side, someone working on another. Um, you can have someone adding pictures, someone doing the writing, someone doing this. So twos are quite good. If you've got limited devices, they can do it in a like a rotation kind of style or two kids can work on one device. Uh, or if you've got one-to-one, that's even better because they can sit next to each other and work on different things at different times. Cool. And then um, I guess a big piece to it is testing and trialing because really they're creating a digital outcome. So it's that designing and developing digital outcomes. So thinking about who your user is going to be. Is it user-friendly? I get my kids to, not when they're finished, but when they're like halfway through and they've got a couple of slides in place, is test out their um, story on another group or with another group uh, and watch and see how they go through it. Um, in the real world, <laughs> you can you can find that user testing goes on quite a bit. So if, if you're in the real world and you're developing a website or an app, you get someone to test it and you watch how they interact with it and see if it's like really user-friendly, which is some great languaging to bring in there from the digital technologies curriculum content. This also really links in, I think, to computational thinking, which is sort of um, solving a problem step-by-step because it is really step-by-step and everything has to work in conjunction and in order as well. Like the ordering and sequencing is really important. Then I guess it's the fun bit, which is um, adding all the pictures and adding all the text and and making it look really awesome. What I do is I get my kids to share me into it. So either you could do that through Google Classroom or I get them to put the link uh, in a Google Doc that I have all their names in so I can find them really easily. Uh, Another way you could do it is get them to put it on Seesaw. However, you might like them to share it. But what I find really useful is just having a whole list of my kids' work so I can go in and check and conference with them really quickly and easily and see what they're up to. Then you're going to want to think about how might you launch these projects. Maybe you get the three three and fours to come in and just have a lovely sharing afternoon and the and the year three and fours rotate around the different stories. Maybe the year three and fours are given a link to all the different stories and they get to choose. But I think adding in some kind of um Kanoi kiti kanoi, face-to-face interaction with your users is really exciting as well, rather than always just through the computer. Whew, cool. I hope that's given you a little overview into pick a path stories. They are really, really awesome. And they the hardest part I think is actually just writing the story and getting it all to line up. Um I've put one of my most successful um, pick apart stories, the one I put a lot of work into, is my Christmas one that I made a few years ago, um, which I'll put in. And you can see it's quite, uh, some of them loop back. Some of the options loop back to uh, previous options. And so you'd only know that they loop back if you did it a couple of times and realized that it looped back. You'll find that students, um, top tip, you'll find that students want their characters to just die all the time. <laughs> 
Um, and we talk about like, well, if your user is doing it and they die every time, like two two choices in, it's not a very engaging story. I said, look, your characters can totally die. That's fine. But they have to go through some sort of story arc to get to there. And, you know, you could have a couple of options, a couple of pathways where they do die and a couple of pathways where they don't. <laughs> um, up to you guys. But just be mindful that uh, sometimes it can take a little bit more work than it looks on the outside. So plan for time. But I think also giving it more time means that these kids are going to come out with these really awesome kind of pieces of work that are really useful um, and relatively timeless. So yeah, enjoy, have fun and check out the show notes at bit.ly slash show notes for some of my resources to go with this. All right, team, see you next week. Ka kite.